Welcome to Feminine Fitness, a podcast for women that want to make simple shifts in their fitness and nutrition that make a big difference. I'm your host, Joelle, and I've been a health and fitness coach for over a decade. I teach women how to look and feel vibrant every day with workouts, food, and mindset changes that support feminine hormone cycles. Each episode, I will give simple tips that are easy to implement that align your goals with cycle syncing. If you feel like achieving your health and fitness goals is always a fight against your body, I want to help you stop the struggle and work with your body. I'm so glad you're here and welcome to today's episode. Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's podcast episode, which is part two in the weight loss series that I am doing for tips for those of you who are on a weight loss journey. Just like in part one, trigger warning. If you are not in the mindset, you don't want to talk about weight loss, your anti-weight loss, anti-diet culture, like that is a-okay, sister friend. I am here to support those ladies that are on a weight loss journey, and that is a-okay. No shame in that game either, sister. So if you are not on a weight loss journey, if it is triggering for you, then you can you can skip this episode because no, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. The number that you weigh doesn't necessarily define the quality of life that you can have or the joy or the happiness that you can hold in your heart. But for some, they want to achieve a weight loss goal. And it is not a bad thing if you know it is what you want to do for you, your health, your mood, your energy, and your emotion. So I know that it's like a huge anti-diet culture thing to bash anybody who talks about weight loss. But I am here to say there are some ladies that do want to be on a weight loss journey. And for those of you who are on a weight loss journey, that is a-okay. I'm actually working with a handful of one-on-one nutrition clients and they were hesitant to talk to me about their weight loss goals because they had heard other podcast episodes of mine where I had talked about how I just really accepted the weight that my body was at and I started approaching my health and fitness goals differently. But that is because I didn't have a lot of weight to lose. Like, why was I stressing over five? 10 pounds. This series is for those of you who are on a weight loss journey that feels like pretty daunting, maybe 20, 30, 40, 50 plus pounds. And part one really help you helped you set the foundation in your mindset of how to approach a big weight loss goal. Today, I'm really going to give you some practical tips on how to lose the weight and how to do it in a way that isn't a yo-yo. It isn't super depriving. It's not going to make you feel like you are missing out on all the good things in life because you are trying to lose weight. I'm going to give you some realistic, sustainable advice today. So let's hop in, my friend. Let's hop in. Let's get out of the trigger warning, the disclosure. You know, if you're still here, you're here for the tips. So tip number one is don't do drastic. As tempting as it is, as tempting as it is to be like, I am done with this. I am done with that. I'm cutting carbs. I'm going to do these quick fix things that will help me see super fast results. But in the end, they will likely make you feel miserable, but not only feel miserable. A lot of the things that we as women drastically do to try to lose weight in a quick way, things like cutting calories, adding a ton of extra um, cardio in, 
in and working out, that actually can disturb and stress our hormones and slow our metabolism, which in turn is going to kick you in the butt in the long run. This is what's going to be helpful for you in the long run. Doing things that supports instead of suppresses your metabolism and doing things that will also support and not hinder our hormones. Because things like cutting out all carbs, that type of mentality and doing high cardio all of the time and like just sacrificing sleep for this workout program that you're doing, that suppresses our hormones and metabolisms in ineffective ways to stop fat loss, which when you're on a weight loss journey, I would imagine you really are like, I want to lose body fat. You don't necessarily want to just drop a ton of water weight, but those quick fix things trick your mind to being like, oh, I stepped on the scale and I saw this drastic weight loss. But remember that stepping on the scale and seeing that weight go down so rapidly isn't necessarily fat loss. And how you can increase your fat loss is doing things that support your metabolism, support your healthy hormonal fluctuations, and support your hormones, whether you're in um, you're in your 30s or perimenopause or menopause, that is that is the key for unlocking healthy fat uh, healthy body fat percentages. Okay? So start small. Don't do things. We're still on tip number 1. Don't do th- drastic things. Start small then improve. Maybe that means starting with more water. You know you're not getting in adequate water or servings of vegetables and fruits. So the first thing that you're going to do is drink water and add in more fruits and vegetables to your meals. That is the foundation. That is the foundation I want you to start with. For some of my client one-on-one clients, I started first with protein because when they were sending me what they were eating, it was low, low, low on the protein scale. So I was like, okay, well, we're going to start with upping your protein intake. And that is the only change we are going to make. We're going to evaluate how that is feeling and what your body, the feedback that your body is giving. That that tips from part one of this series if you haven't listened to it yet. But we're going to take that information from these small changes that you're making and see how over time it positively impacts. Because a lot of times it's not about you doing drastic changes to your lifestyle to start seeing the progress that you want. What if small changes that make a big difference lead you to the momentum that you need to start making more lifestyle changes and more lifestyle changes? That's called habit stacking. A great book is Atomic Habits by James Clear. He teaches that when you first want to make changes, whether that's in your health and fitness or in your mindset or in any area of your life, you first establish a habit and then improve upon it. Establish a habit and then improve upon it. So something like 
drinking water when you wake up and before and after you eat meals, just making sure you're like, maybe you actually get a water bottle and you start keeping track. Are you drinking two water bottles a day? Are you getting in three water bottles a day? And you're actually bringing notice to how water impacts you and then adding more fruits and vegetables and seeing how you feel. Then when you've got that habit down, then you start thinking about like, oh, do I need to have these processed chips every single day? Do I need to be having this snack at a different time? Maybe then I can improve different things around snacks and what you're eating in the day-to-day or trying out new recipes. But you start small. You start small with something like drinking more water and incorporating more fruits and vegetables into your meals and see how that works out for you. Maybe you don't have to completely stop making your everyday recipes that you're making for your family, but adding more fresh fruits and vegetables or making sure there's a vegetable side at every single meal and you're eating it see how that impacts the progress towards your goals and remember you're now a scientist of how your body is responding to these small changes and what if it's unlocking just a few small changes that start the momentum and start you going towards that enjoyment in what it is that you're eating and how you are working out which leads me right into tip number two, which is focus on the enjoyment. Focus on the enjoyment that being a healthy person brings to your life. More energy. More energy is a byproduct of eating healthier and taking care of yourself and lowering your stress and getting enough sleep and moving your body. You get more energy by doing those things. And how would you feel How would you be as a mom, as a wife, and in your job if you had more energy? So focus on the things that bring you enjoyment, fun, pleasure, fulfillment. When it comes to working out, people are always asking like, what's the best workout to do? I want you, I want to encourage you to do the workouts that you're going to enjoy the most. Do the workouts that you're actually going to look forward to. Is that a walk in the sunshine? Is that being outside? Is that weight training? Is that getting out of the house for your workouts? And maybe you can't incorporate that every day of the week, but a couple times a week. Is it cleaning your house with some like awesome music on? That neat movement is so underrated when it comes to weight loss. Bonus tip. This is not on my notes, but this is a bonus tip. If you are wanting to lose fat, lose weight, don't underestimate the power of just getting up and moving. Moving in a way that isn't exerting. Moving in a way that's not necessarily taking your breath away or making you want to keel over and die. (laughs) Like The power of getting up and walking The power of cleaning your house and, you know, like the movement of when you're vacuuming and mopping and reaching to like wash the mirrors or windows, don't underestimate the power of NEAT movement. NEAT movement stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And that is truly the key and makes up for the majority of the calories that we burn throughout the day. And with our lifestyles, 
we have a lot of sedentary lifestyles. Like even, I'll even admit, I love doing grocery pickup. I absolutely love it. But guess what that took away? Me walking through the grocery store and picking out things, searching for things, walking through the store, loading and lifting the groceries to and from the bags, blah, 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 right? And so, yeah, there are things I have to do to make up for my neat movement. But for some of you who have jobs where you're on your feet all day, like when I was working at the gym and I was giving people tours and I was working at the front desk and I was walking from one side of the gym to the other side of the gym, I had my neat movement on lock because it just happened while I was working. And so some of you who are nurses, you're on your feet a lot, maybe you're just just have a very active career, you may not need to incorporate intentional neat movement. Like somebody like me where I'm like, oh, I've been sitting for a long time. I should go up and spin for a little bit and not like a crazy spin class. I'm talking just get on my bike and slowly go at a pace where I'm probably at like 60%, 50 to 60% of my movement and activity, or sometimes it's putting on a podcast and cleaning or what, what have you. I have to be intentional about it because I have a sedentary job, even though I'm a health and fitness coach, right? Or if I'm doing my calls, maybe I'm taking my calls and my ear pods out for a walk. If I'm doing some mentoring to some of the members on my team, maybe I'm doing that voice memo style while I'm moving around or standing up instead of sitting. Don't underestimate the power of neat movement when it comes to burning fat because it's crazy. You think of those ladies that are just naturally maintain their weight. Think about their every day. Think about are they how do, how are they really moving? Are they s- sitting a ton? Are they are they sitting on the couch all day long? Probably not. And if they are, they're probably pretty intentional about getting up and moving. And even if it is just like a simple stretch where you're getting on the floor, stretching out your legs, doing some of those basic um, stretches that you learned in elementary gym school class, right? Don't underestimate the power of neat movement. We can move on from that point. But I want you to, we're going back to tip number two, focus on the enjoyment. Focus on foods that you enjoy. Think about the healthy foods that you like. I know that I try to teach my clients this when I'm working with the ladies in the Feminine Fitness Foundations program right now and I give them that food list and I'm like, my friend, if you don't like something on this food list, don't get it. But I want this food list to spark, oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like chicken fajitas. I like I like taco night. I like all this. There are so many things that you already like that you can definitely make like 1% healthier. 1% healthier, adding a little bit more vegetables or serving it with the vegetables. I've given this ex- example before where it's like, Pizza night, yeah, when we have pizza night and all I eat is four or five slices of pizza, I don't feel so great. But if I actually take the time to serve the pizza with a nice like side salad and I have my side salad and two slices of pizza, I feel full and satisfied and I notice that my body digests it so much better because it's also paired with the side salad, which is full of great fiber-filled vegetables, and I love it. I love that feeling, right? 
I love pizza night with my family, but I also love not feeling like bleh and gross after eating half a pizza to myself, which I can do. But if I support my body with what I know will help digest the food that I'm gonna about to enjoy, right? I'll feel better. I'll enjoy it more. I'll enjoy the journey while also being in line with my goals. And then laughter and stress management. My friend, there are so many times where so much of what we do is stressful. And your personal health and fitness journey being another stressor on your life is not going to help you lose weight. It's going to inhibit you losing weight. So the more you can do things that make you laugh, that can calm you calm you down, let your central nervous system know that everything is okay around you, you're going to enjoy your journey so much more. And the third thing that I want to say to those of you that are on a weight loss journey where you want to lose 20, 30, 40, 50 plus or more pounds is have times along your journey to stay and celebrate at certain milestones. So let's say you're on your journey and you drop 10, 15 pounds, right? You've used the tips that I've given you and you see a 10 or 15 pound weight loss, I would encourage you to go into stay and celebrate mode. Let your body be at that new set point. This is called maintenance. You'll hear a lot of health and fitness professionals talk about maintenance mode. This really just means maintaining what it is you have achieved and being okay, telling your body, it's okay for you to stay here. Like this is a good spot. It also gives you a opportunity to live in the lifestyle. To maintain is a great spot. And then when you're ready to go back into weight loss mode, you will then like your body will know that it's okay. I'm moving forward. This is actually intentional. You're being intentional in maintenance mode and making your results stick. And then you drop another 10, 15 pounds and you go into another stay and celebrate, aka maintenance mode. And ladies, I feel like so many of you get discouraged on your journey because you feel like it just needs to be, I am at this weight and then I'm going to drop to this weight. And if there's any detours, if there's any bumps in the road, or if there's any plateaus, that is a sign that something isn't working. That's a sign that I'm not doing good, but that's not truth. Being in maintenance and saying like, okay, I've dropped 15 pounds. I'm going to stay here. It's a really great way for your body to live in a new set point. So then you're, you, you give your body a little bit of a break from a caloric deficit and you give your body the permission to be, gives your brain a little bit of a break. You can also celebrate along the way of like, I've maintained an, a 10 pound weight loss. I've maintained a 15 pound weight loss. I can do it again. I can do 10 more. I can do 10 more. I can do 10 more. And it doesn't have to be this, I'm going to lose all this weight now, or I'm not even going to try. How many of you have approached a 20, 30, 40, 50 plus pound weight loss goal as I'm going to lose it all now, or I'm not even going to try? 
this breaks it down. Because remember in part one, I said this journey is probably going to take longer than you want it to. And I said that this journey isn't going to be linear. You actually kind of don't want it to be linear. You want that maintenance mode, those plateaus to happen because your body is like, I'm getting cozy here. I'm getting cozy here. I'm liking this, right? And gives your brain a break. You're not always focusing on like lose, 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 lose. And then maybe along the way, you realize I don't have to get back to 125 pounds that I was when I was pre-kids or in college or whatever it is. You can then realize like, wow, if I'm at this certain number and I really just focus on eating protein and strength training, I'm liking how my body is feeling and looking and changing because our body composition, just because you were 120 or 130 pounds at one point in your life, doesn't mean if you get back to that certain weight, your body's going to look the same, right? I love actually the transformations where it's a woman that is like 10, 15, 20 pounds heavier and she is definitely has a different look to her physique. Like maybe there's more tone and definition and muscle leanness and and whatnot because just dropping weight isn't ultimately going to bring out a different body composition which is a whole nother episode for a whole nother day. But let me wrap up part two of this series, which is don't do drastic. One, like a few small habits at a time and then improve upon them. Second, focus on the enjoyment. Focus on the foods that you like to have. Focus on the joy that you can get during your workouts, laughter, stress management, enjoy the journey along the way. And have certain set points where you stay and celebrate, aka be in maintenance mode. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode, my friends. To show me the love and support for this podcast in the month of February, the month of love, I would really appreciate it if you took the time before this episode ends to leave me a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever it is that you are listening to the show. If you're not an Apple user, you could definitely still show me love and support by sharing the podcast with your bestie, or sharing it up on your social media if you feel comfortable doing that. And don't forget to tag me. Tag the me, Joelle Cease, on social media or the Feminine Fitness Instagram account. I did create a separate Instagram account specifically for the Feminine Fitness Podcast, which if you're not following that, you can definitely search Feminine Fitness Podcast. You will see the account and I really do just try to do some good recaps of each episodes and more cycle syncing type stories on that account because I know on my personal account not everybody wants to hear about hormone health and syncing with my cycle and tips on that so I would really appreciate that love and support. It really does help out the show more than you know. I've got the Feminine Fitness Foundations going on in the student community this month, so it is not open for enrollment in the month of February because I'm focusing on the students, our journey, the tools and resources that are available, maybe creating some based off of the feedback that we go through it going through the Feminine Fitness Foundations together. So all I am asking is for you to share, leave a rating and review, and it would mean so much to me. 
and in return I will be doing some giveaways this month for those of you who have left a review because it truly does help support the podcast so so much and I will talk to you in the next episode.